if we had a nickel for every conversation we had when someone's like, that blog post, that, that traffic I got, that page didn't lead to new customers. Well, they didn't say. We put them on the journey. We're talking about the journey. Data to dollars next. Hi, I'm John Reynolds, owner of Serenity Digital. Did I put it together right there in the little intro? This is a tough one. I'm Chris Bauer, Director of Content and Brand Development for Serenity Digital, and this is our podcast, the uh, Serenity Digital Podcast, Piece of My Marketing Explained. And uh, a little preface, like John and I crunched this for like a half hour before (laughs) I just kind of talked this through because it's big in our world. It's also, you know, it's, it's a little obtuse even for us who deal with it. Calling this data to dollars, using your data for conversion. Top of mind because what is it, the first of June, which is in a couple of days after we record mm-hmm. this, uh, Google making a change to their analytics plan. Yeah, GA4 is taking over. Universal will be sunsetted. And all that means is if you haven't taken action on setting up, which if you've gone into your analytics, you've been hit with all the different pop ups talking, hey, set up your GA4, set up your GA4. It's been going on for a year now. But um, if it's something that you don't go in and use, that's what we're going to be talking about is basically analytics and how do you use your data to then get people transactional, right? I mean, that's we're trying to simplify something that's a little bit um, a little bit it's, harder to simplify. But yeah, this is a 10,000 view, foot view on this. I mean, yeah. we could really. Oh, by the way, really quick before it's lost, if you're ever in trouble setting up your GA4, uh, John's phone number is on the website, digitalbyserenity.com. He loves this stuff. Uh, <laughs> my email is up there. His email is up there. Like, get a hold of us, do that. Little little plug because people may be having trouble with that. Who knows? Yeah, mm-hmm. we're taking a 10,000 <laughs> foot view on just kind of where, it, you know, what do they say, as the crow flies, we want you to get from here to here. Mm-hmm. And that's what we're trying But, yes, we could go super deep and do a whole podcast about, like, you know, customer journeys and UI UX and usability and heat maps and all the things that could be, you know, the different data points you collect. And what it, this is going to be a uh, super simplified explanation of how you get from point A to point B. Right. Yes. Like I absolutely like we could go super deep on this, but it might not be interesting for you. I mean, some of this stuff, there are people that are only into heat maps. Heat maps are where a little tool that shows you where people click on your website. Super neat. Never. Mm-hmm. I've never played with one, but I'm sure it's super neat. Well, and also data in general, like you can go like you're saying from heat map to GA for information to audience information to all these different things. And. That's, I think, part of the reason why people like the idea of data, Mm -hmm. where it's like, oh, I can know all this information or what are people doing when they land on my website or, you know, where are they clicking? What pages are getting the most information out there? What's drawing them in? What is people searching in Google? Like there's so much you can get lost in it. And I think something that stuck with me when we were talking about this beforehand is like, you know, you asked it how many people are checking their analytics and how deep do they go? Hmm. And like, that's a, that's a, everybody's going to be a a different level for that. But for the, those of you that haven't set up your GA4, you haven't been on analytics in a little while. So Hmm. (laughs) you you need to set that up, right? Yeah. You had to, step one, we'll talk about GA4. 
you should have anal- – if you've got a website and you've got a business, you should set up Google Analytics because it's free and it will give you information. Now, how much information is kind of up to you? You know, full transparency. We have some partners of ours that don't want all that. They just mm-hmm. want a couple sentences every month. Hey, this blog did really well, and, like, your traffic is X percent. And that's it. And Google mm-hmm. Analytics provides it, you know? And yeah. you can get that. But you can also get super detailed. So the step one is, you know, if you have your website, even if it's not for business, even if it's your fun time, side hobby, like, Google provides this tool to you. You should hook it up and, you know, at least have it ready for you. Information is power, Correct. Absolutely. And we believe we believe in the tools that are set up for analytics like this, because there's many out there. There's so many different ways that you can pull information out of who's landing on your site. But part of the reason Google says it's universal is, I mean, they are crunching this data and pushing it out. And they're they're really good at not bogging down your site with a whole bunch of code too. So like there's mm. there's a lot of benefit into using Google over any other analytics tool that's out there. That being said, whatever you use, plug it in and use it because data is power. If you're watching yeah. the information, then you can make strategic decisions about what you're going to do or or whatever. And we'll talk about that sort of in a few. So so what kind of data in this context, what kind of data are people is, is Google collecting that will help people get customers from point A to point B? Like, what is important data? Is it, you know, what is the data, John? Like, what do so, we look at when we're trying to get them there? With GA4, the important data that we are extracting from that tool is, again, we can we can customize it depending on your view. But generally speaking, we want to know how many people are landing there. Where are they coming from? What they search to get there, which you can plug into a different tool, Search Console. What pages they're landing on, and then the behavior that they're taking from one page to the other. Like if I was doing a little bit more in-depth, you know, poll on the reports, that's the kind of information that would be important for us to make a distinction of. This blog is trending, or this page is getting a lot of traffic. Is it something that we want to increase, or do we want to transition away from? Do we want to get people more information about this subject? Do we want to answer more questions? Are we ranking higher for this? Is this why it's getting more information? Like that all together is showing you where you land in sort of the world of when Google, the great librarian, is sharing your site. Where, you know, what information do you stand out for? Why does Google kind of think that you're really great for backlinking information? Mm -hmm. And how can you expand on that? What is tied to that? content that you could then add more to your page and then be shown more often right like and then sure. you start seeing people filter in or they jump over or you interlink your site a different way there's there's a lot you can do with that information but you have to start by analyzing that data and GA4 talks about events it talks about what pages you land on it talks about generally speaking where people are coming from and you can plug it in like I said to other tools to figure out what people are searching to get there. And it's all there. It's all in a nice little package. You can create custom reports that pull often, which is great. That's, you know, that's some of the updates for GA4. Yeah, and it's free. It's important, too, because people are like, what we've had, I've had clients of ours. They're like, what does this cost? I'm like, GA4 is free. And you have it, or you should have it already. So I'm going to step us, transition to step two. But Mm -hmm. I love the real world example. Like one of the things that we can data see, let's say you have a, We'll use our model train store because it's my favorite example for using in this podcast, right? And yeah. you've got a really 
great blog article, but it's about the history of trains in Omaha and Denver. Mm-hmm. And it has tons of traffic. So we can see that data. We can say, hey, that blog is through the roof. And the customer may be, the client may be like, hey, but I'm not selling any model trains. And that's something mm-hmm. that data can help us look at. Yes, this blog about the train line between Denver and Omaha is super high, but is it leading somewhere? Are those people just reading that blog and going? Or are those people going to your shop and checking things out? Or are they going to the shop and buying something but then stopping? Like the data collected is something that kind of tells us that story, which leads us to something that, that, that you know, we, we go into the SEO world of things. You know, and it's optimizing your site, your content strategy, using that data you get from. from Absolutely. And you hit it on the head. Like you can take that and say, where do I want to go from here? Right. So history of the train line from Omaha to Denver. Do we want to then, you know, start adding more information to that page? Do we want to build a page if it's a blog? Do we want to have more detailed information about, you know, what. What is it that we can do to tie this to a product? Like, you know, I think the benefit here is that you have in us a team that thinks about how do we get somebody from information, like informational searching to transactional. So we take this information and then we start putting together a plan. Do we write more content like this? Do we write less content like this? Do we go a different route completely? Build more context to to that subject and then just get you ranked even higher. Where do you rank in that search for this? And is it a good amount of people or should we say, ooh, this is an opportunity to kind of just transition slightly to just not just history of this train line, but how there's a history historical set of these trains that you can build and put together in your basement or yeah. you know wherever it is that you're putting your model train like i think that is some of the fun bit about stopping down and looking at this data is now what do we do with it yeah. <laughs> and, and well, we want to help I, analyze that i think that's one of our key advantages actually because not only do we have the team that can look at the data and understand what's happening but like both you and i are you know longtime marketers and i, I think I mean, man, the hard conversations, because when you do it yourself and you're so a business person, which you can, you should. Mm-hmm. But like, are you going to look at it from an outside lens? Mm-hmm. Maybe you're just a big train historian and you're perplexed because you can't sell any model trains. But John and I get looking at it. John pulls the data. We all look at it and we say, well, yeah, if you were writing a blog about the history of trains, this is a rousing success. But if you're trying to sell model trains, like you need to make some adjustments in what you're doing. John mm-hmm. just described. That's that's optimizing using that data because you know, and I, this is where it gets tricky sometimes when we deal with our partners because different types of content or pages have different goals in mind. Maybe mm-hmm. the historical angle on the train is good because people will find it and that's really interesting. And maybe they'll buy products. We can guide them there, you know. But like, can you say my train blog about the history sold a bunch of trains? Mm-hmm. That's a little harder unless we really map that out to make that the purpose. You know, it can serve two purposes. You can have mm-hmm. a transactional page that just sells the trains, and you can have a historical page that just talks about the trains. And data is cool because we can compartmentalize them, or we can connect. We can understand the relationships with them and the people going to your website. Yeah, no, that's a that's a great way to to kind of break it down. And I think that just to kind of rehash that real quick is, you know. The benefit there that is unsaid is that now you're ranking 
for whatever this search term is. Yeah, it's history, and maybe it's not the transactional one that you want. Of course, we understand as a business owner, you want people coming to you to then become customers. But it takes a little bit of time, and this is where the SEO takes time. You'll hear from a lot of different agencies, most likely, is that once you start ranking for something, then Google sees you. Like you start being seen a lot more for different things. So maybe the goal is, okay, now we own history from Denver to Omaha. Now we have the opportunity to start owning other hills because there's more opportunity or it's a little bit more difficult to rank for sell my model train, right? But maybe there's like some niche that is perfect for what you're doing with your model train store that fits within that mold. And then we can start ranking for more a little bit quicker because Google loves sites that answer people's questions. So the more traffic it gives you, and then all of a sudden somebody's not searching something because they found the answer to their question, they're like, oh, let's try this for these other things. So that's where the opportunity kind of comes in using using that data that you have to then optimize your site. Optimize you know, your I, content. And it's head on right there. I think another part of that too, and not only you know we're, we're focused on the transactional data dollars, but like this is a good way to look and see how you're being perceived on the internet, like what mm-hmm. they think is important, what they're searching, and that's a big branding thing. Mm-hmm. You know, like like do you want to be the train store with all the history on it? Because that that's great context. Mm-hmm. I'm going to buy a train from that person because they know all about the trains. They've done mm-hmm. research. They seem like they're an expert in that. You know, I compare it like a, a, a train model train blog store website with a, a hefty blog, lots of history, lots of content, lots of pictures, like lots of things about trains and all that. And then compare it to like nothing but a storefront mm-hmm. with just model trains. Like in my mind, the one with the robust branding and the idea and the context about it's going to win. And that's kind of mm-hmm. at the core of what we do is, you know, you use that data to decide. Like we found a lot where people think they, they, they're putting this out to the world. And then you look in Search Console and you see the data and it turns out like people are actually coming to your site and consuming this. Mm-hmm. And that is something that's data. It's huge because you could not know. Like you, maybe you wrote a one-off article about something. What if there's a little blurb in your about me that you didn't really intend to make like the focal point, but somehow accidentally you became ranking for something that is no context to you or no benefit mm-hmm. to you, or maybe it's in a positive way. Maybe there's a little blurb and you you hit that and you didn't realize you struck gold. You would never yeah. know that all these people are finding you unless use the data to see like, Hey, that's actually a big thing. I can, I can really lean into that and, and get a lot of traffic and get a lot of conversion, get a lot of new eyeballs and a lot of new visitors and a lot of new sales off that. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. And I think, I, I think that that is one of the huge benefits of data, right? You, you can take information from just the track record of people hitting your site and then use it to map out where you want to go. And then you can put little stop signs like this is where I want to go. This is how I want to get there. Because, yeah, you can write a blog that is going to try and sell your model trains. But if you don't have anything else on your site and you're not sort of ranking for answering people's questions in Google's eyes, is it going to get you to the top very quickly? And I think I think with this power move of more content that is answering more people's questions, all of a sudden you become a resource for Google and Google wants to, you know, incentivize that. 
share mm. share more content your way. So got to read what it's telling you it sees your site is good for. <laughs> and data does that. Let's step into step yeah. three. And this is something I know you enjoy quite a bit. Like we yeah. can use the data. It's very powerful. And, you know, it can be from a, a general sense. Like we've been talking about our train store. People are reading your blogs but not buying your train. But also with the data, we can make tweaks that seem small but can have a big effect. I think mm-hmm. before I pass the baton to you, I think one of the easiest one is like you have a great blog about trains. And there's no there's there's no way to get a hold of you on that page. There's mm-hmm. no, you know, visit my store. There's no there's no call to action. It doesn't have to be a hard call to action at the very bottom saying you can buy this train today, although it could be, you know. Yeah. But and that's something using data. We see people land on that cool blog, but then that's it. Like they just mm-hmm. we didn't give them opportunity to go somewhere else and, and get to a conversion point. Absolutely. And and that is something that you can kind of see with. Just in general, not even using the data from analytics, even though there's there's little markers back there that'll tell you, you know, how long somebody is staying on the page and how many people are hitting that page or whatever. Maybe you have a landing page that you built. It's like this is the page that's going to sell all the model trains. But then you go into your analytics and you see, oh, nobody's hitting that. Do you need to <laughs> link that somewhere? Do you need to have you know, this this awesome page that you built be more prevalent on your site or, you know, is it more impactful to have something on your home page that links to it really well or a pop up or something like you can you can take this information and say, OK, where are my power pages? Where are people landing organically? Where are they going once they hit the home page? Where does it seem people's interests lie from my menus or pop ups or buttons or whatever? And then use that to help you get to that transactional stage. And I think because we focus so hard sometimes on the customer journey, you and I, we think it, we think that's a no brainer. Have your phone number that's clickable at the top of the site and have that follow you around, right? A lot of times people aren't looking at it that way, right? Like, and that's, that's not anything bad against you or, or, or how you've built your site or how you had somebody build your site. Maybe it's just not something that you paid attention to, but like that's where we come in as consultants for your website, your web presence. How are people seeing you? And then how are they to take action? How are we going to get them transactional? What is their journey? How, how many times do you have to click five different boxes to then get to exactly where you want to sell the model train? Like there is a path of least resistance that we've seen just from our history of, of helping people market their business. And that's the lens that we then turn to when we use this data to help you. It's like, what are people doing? How do we get them here? And that can, we can watch that work through time with that data to kind of help make sure that we're making those turns with your website. It's amazing. And listen, if I had a dollar, for every website we looked at with like a really failed opportunity, you know, <laughs> like with the wrong email or like the phone numbers in a weird place. or like, you've got all these pages and there's only one place to get a hold of you. And it's like buried on a contact us page, which mm. very few people are going to click out of a menu. Like if, if I, I wouldn't need data, if I had a dollar for every website that we saw, I wouldn't need data because I would just have a ton of it. And that's, that is the most obvious of fixes. You know, that's our first shot is like, man, can I, do I know who you are? And do I know to get, you know, do I know who you are? Do I know what you do? Do I know how to get a hold of you? Yeah. I mean, those are three things. This with the data 
takes it one step further. We've got them. They found you. Now, what mm-hmm. are they doing? What are they looking at? Like, how did they find you? And these are all questions that we're very lucky that, you know, there is, you know, look, Google's in the news good and bad all the time. Mm-hmm. But the fact that we've got technology, that can you can put up your own little storefront or your own mm-hmm. little website, and we can collect this data to see, like, how are people finding you? What are they doing? Where are they ending up? And then you can make it better. Ultimately, it's making it better for your consumer or your site visitor because we assume they want to do this, and you want to make it easy for them to do that. And and think about this, too. Like, you know, not just – we've been focusing so solely on GA4, and we've mentioned Search Console a couple times, but the combo of the two is like a yin and yang for the customer journey, which is why we like both of them. You know, having both plugged in, well, they'll send you notifications when something seems broken on your mobile, or they'll tell you that there's an indexing issue, which means that it's not un- it's unsure of what this information is on your site and how it should save it. You know, when you're watching your analytics on a regular basis, you log in and you see how many people have hit your homepage or whatever. You can then go back in time and say, oh, well, this blog, you know, I used to rank extremely high for Omaha to Denver, you know, history of train travel. But now all of a sudden this other blog that I wrote is actually taking precedence over this one. And do I want to keep people coming back to that that other blog because it's structured appropriately and has the better customer journey? Well, maybe I need to refresh it like it it gives you it's it's cyclical. But that's the point is you can go and look at the data. You can you can think about what you're going to do with it, and then you can take action, and then you can do it all again. And if you just spend a little time doing it, not only do you become much faster at kind of checking and perusing your information quickly, but then you can kind of get you can get a plan together and say, okay, now I've spent a lot of time figuring out this is my customer journey, this is how I want to get there, this is how I want to rank, and this is the con- you know the content I want to win. Are you doing that? And then you could see, oh, this blog I wrote or this page that I wrote or this location page has all the information. It seems to be doing extremely well for people like that is all what you need to infer and work on when checking your data. And it and it's it's the hard part is, is there's so many other things that you can do. But I think having this one thing tied to, to GA4 can be your 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 quick fix for yeah. for what you want to do to DIY it yourself. You can plug in GA4, you can be watching your website, and you can be making plans, and it doesn't have to take that long once you kind of get used to it. It's not, you know, it's, it's you can figure it out. We have faith yeah. in you. What we really yeah. should have called this podcast was dated a properly optimized website that leads to desired goals. <laughs> but that's not click. That's that's not, not click that's not it's click. not clickbaity <laughs> enough, so we have to call it dated the dollars. But no, like underneath it, you know, being the content-focused fellows that we are, it really is like using your data to properly optimize your content and website for the best customer journey and for you to have the desired results. But yeah, nobody's yeah. clicking on that, so we're going to call it data to dollars. <laughs> if you need help with your GA4, if you've connected your GA4, congratulations. If you're having trouble setting up events or now you don't know what to do with it or you know what to do with it and don't know how to take the next steps, this is obviously a passion point and a core of what Serenity is, and we would love to talk to you. You can head to our website, digitalbyserenity.com. Uh, get a hold of us. Book a call. We'll hang out. We'll talk about it. We'll see where you're at. We'll set a ground, uh, a roadmap, and help you get there using data, data to dollars. We'll catch up with you uh, next week. It's the Serenity Digital Podcast Piece of Wine Marketing. Explained. <laughs>